फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल वो वॉज चार्ली चैपलिन चार्ली चैपलिन वॉज कॉमेडिक ब्रिटिश एक्टर वो बिकेम वन ऑफ द बिगेस्ट स्टार्स ऑफ द ट्वेंटी एथ सेंचुरी साइलेंट फिल्म एरा चार्ली चैपलिन वर्क विथ चिल्ड्रंस डांस रूप बिफोर मेकिंग हिज मार्क वन ऑफ द बिगेस्ट स्क्रीन हिज कैरेक्टर द ट्रैम्प रिलाइड ऑन पेंटोमाइम एंड क्विकली मोमेंट टू बिकम एन आइकॉनिक फिगर ऑफ द साइलेंट फिल्म एरा चैपलिन वेंट ऑन टू बिकम अ डिरेक्टर मेकिंग फिल्म सच एज सिटी लाइट्स एंड मॉडर्न टाइम्स एंड को फाउंडेड द यूनाइटेड आर्टिस्ट कॉरपोरेशन हाई गाइज आई एम गौतम पटेल योर होस्ट एंड यू आर लिस्निंग गौतम ऑडियो एक्सपीरियंस एंड टूडे वी आर टॉकिंग अबाउट द चार्ली चैपलिन सो विदाउट एनी फर्दर डू लेट्स गेट स्टार्टेड तो फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल वी आर टॉकिंग अबाउट द अर्ली लाइफ ऑफ चार्ली चैपलिन फेमस फॉर इज कैरेक्टर द ट्रैम द स्वीट लिटल मैन विथ अ बॉलर हेड Muskets and Ken Charlie Chaplin was an iconic figure of the silent film era and was one of the film's first superstar elevating the industry in a way few could have ever imagined Born Charlie Spencer Chaplin in London England on April 16th 1889 Chaplin's rise to fame is a true rags to rich story his father a neurosis drinker abandoned Chaplin his mother and his older half brother Sydney not long after Chaplin's birth that left Chaplin and his brother in the hands of their mother a vaudevillian and music hall singer who went by the stage name Lily Harley Chaplin's mother who would later suffer severe mental issues and have to be committed to an asylum was able to support her family for a few years few years but in a performance that would introduce her youngest boy to the spotlight Anna in ex publicly lost her voice in the middle of a show prompting the production manager to push the 5 years old chaplin whom he had heard sing onto the stage to replace her chaplin lit up the audience wowing them with his natural presence and comedic angle at one point he imitated his mother's cracking voice but the episode meant the end of end for hana her singing voice never returned and she eventually ran out of money for a time chaplin and sydney had to make a new temporary home for themselves in london's tough workhouse now let's talk about early career of a charlie chaplin armed with his mother's love of the stage chaplin was determined to make it in show business himself and in 1897 using his mother contacts he landed with a clock dancing troupe named the eight Lancashire Lads it was a short stint and not a terribly profitable one forcing the go getter chaplin to make ends meet anyway he could i news vendor printer toy maker doctor's boy etc etc but during these occupational digressions i never lost sight of my ultimate aim to become an actor chaplin later recounted so between jobs i would polish my shoes brush my clothes put on a clean collar and make periodic calls at a theatrical agency eventually other stage work did come his way chaplin made his acting debut as a page boy in a production of sherlock holmes from there he toured with a vaudeville outfit named kezi scott circus and 1908 teamed up with the fred carno pantomime troupe where chaplin became one of its stars as a drunk in the comedic sketch a night in an english music hall with the carno troupe chaplin got his first taste of the united states where he caught the eye of film product producer 
Max Sinet, who signed Chaplin to a contract contract for one fifty dollar a week. Now we are going to talk about the film career of the Charlie Chaplin. In nineteen fourteen, Chaplin made his film debut in a somewhat forgettable one thriller called Make a Living. To differentiate him, himself from the cloud of other actors in Senate film, Chaplin decided to play a single identifiable, identifiable character and the little tramp was born with audiences get, getting their first taste of him in Kid Auto Races at Venice in 1940. Over the next year, Chaplin appeared in 35 movies, a lineup that included Dillard's punctuate romance, film's first full-lengthy Comedy. In 1915, Chaplin left Senate to join the SNC company, which agreed to pay him $1,250 a week. It is with SNI that Chaplin, who by this time had hired his brother Sidney to be his business manager, rose to stardom. During his first year with the company, Chaplin made 14 films, including The Tramp in 1915, generally regarded as the actor's first classic. The story establishes Chaplin's character as the unexpected hero when he saves the farmer's daughter from a gang of robbers. By the age of 26, Chaplin, just three years removed from his vaudeville days, was a superstar. He had moved over to the mutual company, which paid him a whooping $6,70,000 a year. The money made Chaplin a wealthy man, but it didn't seem to derive his artistic drive with Mutual, he made some of his best working, including on AM in 1960, The Ring in 1960, The Vagabond in 1960, and Easy Street in 1970. Through his work, Chaplin came to be known as a grueling perfectionist. He loved for experimentation, often meant countless takes, and it was not uncommon for him to order the rebuilding of an entire set, nor was it uncommon for him to begin filming with one leading actor, realized he had made a mistake in his casting and start again with someone new. But the results were hard to refute. During the 1920s, Chaplin's carried Blosma even more. During the decade, he made some landmark films like including The Kid in 1921, The Pilgrim in 1923, A Woman in Paris in 1923, The Gold Rush in 1925, a movie Chaplin would later say he wanted to be remembered by and the circus in 1928. The latter three were released by United Artists, a company Chaplin co-founded in 1919 with Douglas Fairbanks, Mary Pickford and D.W. Griffith. Now let's talk about the latter films of the Charlie Chaplin. Chaplin kept creating interesting and engaging films in the 1930s. In 1931, he released City Light a critical and commercial success that incorporated music Chaplin scored himself. More acclaim came with modern times in 1936, a beating commentary about the state of the world's economic and political infrastructure. The film, which did incorporate incorporated sound, was in part the result of 18-month world tour Chaplin had taken between 1931 and 1932. A trip during which he had witnessed severe economic and a sharp rise in nationalism in Europe and elsewhere. Chaplin spoke even louder in The Great Dictator in 1914, which pointedly ridiculed the government of Hitler and Mussolini. I want to see the return of decency and kindness.
Chaplin said around the time of the film's release, "I'm just a human being who want to see this country a real democracy." But the Chaplin was not universally embraced. His romantic lessons led to his rebuke by some women's group, which in turn led to him begin bad from entering some U.S. states as the Cold War age settled into existence. Chaplin didn't withhold his fire from injustice he saw taking place in the name of fighting communism in his adapted country of the United States. Chaplin soon became a target of the right-wing conservative representative John E. Rankin of Mississippi pushed for his deportation. In 1952, the Attorney General of the United States obliged when he announced that Chaplin who was sailing to Britain on vacation would not permit him to return to the United States unless he could prove moral worth. The increased Chaplin said goodbye to the United States and took up residence on a small farm in Kosia Savave, Switzerland. Now let's talk about the final years and the death of the Charlie Chaplin. Nearing the end of his life, Chaplin did make one last visit to the United States in 1972 when he was given an honorary Academy Award. The trip came just five years after Chaplin's final fate, a countess from Hong Kong in 1967, the filmmaker's first and only color movie, despite a cast that included Sophia Loren and Marlon Brando. The film, the film did poorly at the box office. In 1975, Chaplin received further recognition when he was knighted by the Queen Elizabeth II. In the early morning hour of December, 25, 1977, Chaplin died at his home in Corsair-Survive, Wout, Switzerland. His wife, Ona, and seven of his children were at his bedside at the time of his passing, in a twist that might very well have come out of one of his films. Chaplin's body was stolen not long after. He was b- buried from his grave near Lake Geneva in Switzerland by two men who demanded four lakhs dollars. For his return, the men were arrested and Chaplin's body was recovered in 11 weeks later. Now, let's talk about the personal life and the wives and children of Charlie Chaplin. Chaplin became equally famous for his life off-screen. His affairs with actresses who had roles in his movies were numerous. Some, however, ended better than others. In 1980, he quickly married 60-year-old Mildred Harris. The marriage lasted just two years and in 24, he wed again to another 60-year-old actress Lita Gray when he had cast in the gold rush. The marriage had been brought on by an unplanned pregnancy and the resulting union which produced two sons for Chaplin. Charlie Jr. and Sidney wasn't unhappy for both partners. They divorced in 1927. In In 1936, Chaplin married again. This time to a chorus girl who went by the fame name of Paulette Goddard. They lasted until 1942. That was followed by a nasty paternity suit with another actress, John Barry, in which test proved Chaplin was not the father of a daughter, but a jury still ordered him to pay child support. In 1943, Chaplin married 18 years old Ona O'Neill, the daughter of playwright Eugen O'Neill. Unexpectedly, the two would go on to have a happy marriage, one that would result in eight children. So that was the biography, complete biography of the Charlie Chaplin, the biggest star of the silent fame era.
so if you liked it then follow me and stay tuned stay knowledgeable